so glad you're availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by Wisdom Connection, the media ministry of Wisdom International Network Ministries, where individuals are being helped to shape their future to fulfill their God-given destinies. We pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life. Now, let's receive the message. Your mind is in your soul, and your soul is made of three elements, your will and your emotions. Your soul has mind, will, and emotions. The reason why the mind is very powerful is because the mind is connected to your spirit's mind. And your spirit's mind is connected to your soul's mind, and then it interprets to your brain. So most people, when you talk about the mind, they're thinking about the grayish matter in your head. No, the grayish matter in your head is what interprets what your mind is telling you from your spirit. So you are first a spirit being, you possess a soul, and you live in a physical body. Your spirit will sense something. It will interpret it to your emotions. Your emotions will decipher, will interpret what is sensing and interpret it to your will. And your will will interpret it to your mind and your mind will give your body command to act it. So when you look at your whole human existence, your body that we pay more attention to is rather the zombie. Say zombie. Zombie means that it won't move until something pushes it. It won't move until something gives it command. It's very, very important for us to understand that if we don't pay attention to what we have to pay attention to, we wouldn't get the best that life has to offer. So that our thoughts and our emotions and everything we go through goes through our mind. Wake up in the morning and hear very somber music. Music that suggests depression and uh, hopelessness. You see that all your feelings will change towards that. Why? Because the introduction to your mind is somberness, is melancholic, it's very gloomy, it's, it's not uplifting, is anybody here? So it's important for you to take care of your mind and taking care of your mind simply means that you know that's the machinery that drives your whole existence. As a man thinks, according to Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. It says, eat and drink, be married with me. But deep inside them, they don't mean it. And because they don't mean it, they will become what they think. God doesn't want us to shortchange ourselves or short circuit the power that is using to build our lives. If you allow your mind without attending it, it's like a garden, it will grow weeds. How many of you have a backyard in your houses if you don't live in an apartment? Okay, New York City is a concrete jungle, so that's a very rhetoric question, as a matter of fact. But those of you who have a strip of land living in front of your house, you can see that uh, either uh, the super or those city workers are in charge of that. Once a while, they come to take care of that small strip of land. Why? Because if they leave it to grow, definitely they will have reason. If they intend it to grow grass, for the neighborhood to look nice and manicured. If they don't come up there, well, 
It will grow weeds. That suggests to you that if your mind is a garden, you have to attend to it. You have to take care of your mind because the devil's number one goal and target is to get your mind. Whoever takes control of your mind controls your life. Whoever takes control of your mind can determine your destiny. Whoever takes control of your mind has the power to manipulate you. So take care of your mind. Tell somebody, take care of your mind. Take care of your mind because your life depends on it. Take care of your mind because if you don't allow your mind to be taken care of, it will flow through uh, uh, different situations and circumstances. The Bible says that you will, when you become unstable, you will not excel. So it's important for you to have a stoic mind. A mind that is resolved, a mind that knows what it wants, a mind that is so poised that no matter what circumstances and situations brings, you see, you know what you want, so you hold yourself and work yourself toward your desired destiny. Anybody here? Yes. The things that we think about predominantly determines the outcome of our lives. Some of us want change in this year, 2024. We want things to happen. But the question I want to ask is, have you changed the first mindset you had before you came into 2024? See, 2024 is just a continuation of 2023. How many of you can agree with me? If you don't want to have a different year, you don't change the year. You change your mind. And you see, your mindset determines your attitude. And your attitude will determine your altitude. See, when you have a positive mindset, you see, nothing can face you. People will tell you no, but you change all your no's to on. Say it's on. It's on. Come on, say it. Say it's on. It's on. You see, to people who have a positive mindset, the moment you tell them no, they see it as a challenge. They don't just cower, cry, and go and lie somewhere, but they focus on their desired destiny purpose. And they say that, well, you can tell me no today, but I'm coming back. Say, I'm coming back. coming back. I'm coming back because I'm going to prepare myself in a way that when I come back, you can but to say yes. Why? God's word says that uh, when we pray to God, His promises in Him are yea and amen. Yeah, yes, yes, not no, no. Yes. So always remember, if you don't forget anything, if you forget anything I've said, is then remember. And if you have a positive mindset, anybody, somebody tells you, no, change it. Change, change it. Put the uh, old before the on, the end, and make it his own. Amen. Oh, yes, brother. When I tell you it's on, you better prepare because I'm coming with all my powers. I'm coming with all my forces. The devil cannot stop me. And you see, you have to have that kind of mindset to be able to have that kind of philosophy. It's very, very important that your philosophy about your life will determine the outcome of your life. Can I say that again? Philosophy is simply the way you think about yourself. Some people have a very low self-worth, so they esteem themselves very less. Less self-esteem is a sign that your philosophy about yourself is less. Let me just run a few things for you to understand. You see, what you allow in your mind for a period of time takes root and becomes your beliefs. Your belief system is what has accrued in your mind for a long time. So when I say, let's do this, and you say you can't do it, I believe you. 
If you know I want to do it, I'll leave you alone. Why? Because no matter how I motivate you, that's what you believe. You cannot do it. And once you can't, you can. And somebody say, I can, let's support them because they know what they had, they know what they saw. So I said, what well, your uh, what you allow in your mind for a period of time takes roots and become your belief. Your belief system creates your philosophy about life. Your belief system. Some people believe that when you go to church, you don't have to give any monetary contribution. That's their belief system. But guess what? Their pain is somewhere else. They don't know that. Because if man can see the need of recycling, God also has already created recycling in the system. He says, give, and he shall give, give him back to you. Look at how we put it. Press down, shaking together. Running over will he cause men to give unto your bosom. You don't want to give. But you want to receive. You see, the devil deceived you. So your philosophy must change for your lifestyle to change. I'll say that again. The systems that create our philosophy is what we hear constantly about ourselves, about the world we live in. So if the world we live in is full of negativity, you can't build a positive philosophy. That's why you have to listen to messages like this. Amen? And your philosophy creates your lifestyle. See, a lifestyle does not just come about. A lifestyle is created by a strong philosophy. So if you have a, a positive philosophy about your life, your life will come out positive. If you have a negative philosophy about your life, ladies and gentlemen, I can pour a gallon of oil over your life. Your life will always come out negative. Because as a man thinks, so is he. Say it again. As a man thinks, so you see. So what you're thinking is what is becoming. Your thinking is what is creating. The track on which your life runs is not the church you go to. It's the kind of thinking you have. So if your church is not helping you to think positively, think of the word, think about the goodness of God. Let me tell you something. You are the wrong place. I know there are churches these days that think that to keep the people around to get them to give more than they're supposed to, they have to put fear in them. Fear doesn't work in the house of God. Because the Bible says that fear has torment. Anybody here? So you need to eradicate fear totally from among God's people before they can be blessed and enjoy the blessings of God. Because fear and faith cannot coexist. They are like fire and water. Light and darkness. If you are entertaining fear, your faith is dying. If you're, if you're walking by faith, your fear cannot hold you back. Anybody here? So change your philosophy, your life will change. If you don't change your philosophy, the devil will use the track of the negativity in your mind and help you to destroy your own self. I like the book of Peter 1. 13. You can read that later. I say you have to get the laws of your mind. Get the laws of your mind. You see, anytime I quote that scripture, you know what comes in mind? I look up at the bodybuilder lifting a weight that is heavier than their body. What do they do? They put a belt around your waist to hold your body together. How many of you know that when your back breaks, you're done? Oh, I'm telling you. Let something break your back, back for a minute. You become a paraplegic. Only your head will be dangling around. You don't want that to happen to you in life, right? Some of you are living like a bubble head. 
God doesn't want you to become a bubblehead. You want it to be a whole. Say whole. Whole man. Spirit, soul, and body. You see, if for you to live spirit, soul, and body, you have to be able to get the noise of your mind. Have a philosophy that binds your mind together in a full whole sense. So that when you're making decisions, you're sound enough to make a decision. Bible says God has not given us the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of love. And of what? And of what? And of what? You see, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We don't take care of ourselves. We don't take advantage of it. We allow people to push us around, manipulate us until ah, we don't have no more time to live. But this is the seventh day of the first month of 2024. I want to challenge you. If you want to have a best 2024, listen, take care of your mind. Let go of all the negative philosophies, ideologies that didn't help you. Because I'm a teacher, a motivator, and I empower people, sometimes my challenge is how to change the way people think. See, have you tried to talk to somebody about how they think, and uh, instead of them being quiet and listen, they start arguing with you? Have you tried before? See, that's the challenge of humanity. And let me tell you something. I love my ministry because ignorance really, really annoys me. Uh, when people have enough knowledge, but they stay around the little knowledge they are, and they think that's all they have, so they have to die for that, it really, really disturbs me because God has given us vast well of information. Say information. information. Yes, the internet is full of information. We call it the what? Information superhighway. Is that what they call it? Because everything you want is on the internet. Even negativity, negative stuff is on the internet. So for you to be able to sit around this vast well of information and still be ignorant is disturbing. It's troubling. See, but the information you acquire is not every information. It's the information you need to make your life better. So if you have had it so worse in 2023, I'm just prescribing this message for you. If you find the opportunity to hear this message, please do me a favor, share it with as many people as you can, especially your friends that are always speaking negatively. It's not their fault, it's not their problem. Maybe they grew up in an environment that programmed them that way. See, the only place you can have freedom to choose how you want your life to be is the place in your mind. Because people can tell you you cannot do it, but you know your potential, you know what God put in you. You know what the seed God sowed in you. Some of us can tell you from day one when we met the Lord till now, the things is done for us. You see, and that's what keeps motivating. Motivating us. Paul said the love of God constrains us. If you don't have anything positive, let me tell you, you will struggle. And, and negative thinking is a stronghold of the devil. The Bible says, casting down strongholds and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, child of God. If you want to make it this year, I would just recommend the word of God to you. Sink your spiritual teeth into the word. Suck every nectar you can find in the word. 
and let go of all your religious mindset from the past. Some of you are still quoting the same scripture you used to quote when you became born again. Let me tell you, Paul said, for the time, ye ought to be teachers who are what? You are babes that you need to be taught again the foundation of the doctrine of Christ. We are living in days that if you don't chew bones, let me tell you, the devil will eat you for lunch. God cannot use babes to use mature Christians. Christians who knows enough and can interpret the word of God against science, philosophy, psychology, on all the fields of life. Don't sit in church and think that church is your own world. That church is too small for you. The world is your stage. God called you for the world. Go ye into the world. The church is our local center. It's like having a home. But after your children grow, they go different paths. It's spread out. That's how God wants us to grow. The church is good. But church, don't marginalize your people. Teach them to see the world as their stage. The world means that everywhere the souls of their feet tread, the Bible says God will give it to them as their inheritance. Take care of your mind. If you've been manipulated too long, it's about time to emancipate yourself from mental slavery. If people have spoken into your ears and told you you can't do it, you can't do it so much, so long, this is the time you have to sit back. Use this period of fasting and prayer. Consecrate yourself. Separate yourself from all of them. Because listen, you might look like them, you might be similar to them, but it's not your similarity that God will see to promote you, but it's rather your point of difference. I've already been telling you, two identical twins, when you study them closely, you can see that small point of difference. Are you trying to be like somebody else you're losing out on yourself? Renew your mind. Tell somebody, renew your mind. Renew your mind. One of the ways we can choose to take a different track in life, I've already said it, is when we separate ourselves from the Lord and look at what we've all been looking at different. See, people who change the status quo are people who have different mindsets. And sometimes the world doesn't like people like that because they are branded as what? Rebels. Say rebels. See, rebel is somebody who doesn't want to follow an established order. But when you're called of God, sometimes you have to be rebellion to the world to be able to please God. I'll say that again so that you will not misquote me and say we should be rebellion to the church. I said you have to be rebellious to the world because the world's standard is not the same standard as God's standard. And if you're living in church, who is following God's standard? You see, the Bible says that wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When the leader of the church realized that you are soaring to a different territory, you see, their only place is to support you to be the best you. Wherever you are, if they're not supporting you to be the best you, you are in the wrong place. Because I have children, I have a lot of children, and my goal as a father is to monitor all of my children to soar with their God-given talents. I take the same philosophy into church. I don't mind marginalize God's people. I free them to become the best God has called them to be. So if you're a church member, if you're a child of God and you're in a church, 
and everything is stranger. They say, oh, this is the doctrine. Doctrines are established in the word of God. It should be the basic principle of the doctrine of Christ for every child of God. That's what Paul said. You have to leave after a while. You should know the value of your family. And this psychology is something called an unwritten rule. How many of you know the unwritten rule? It's not written on the wall, but you know you don't do that in this house. You're living in families, right? In your family, there are certain things that when you grew up, they didn't put it on the fridge. It's not written anywhere, but you know in this family, uh-uh, this is not done. The same way God wants to have that doctrine as a rule that guides your philosophical, I mean, uh, prowess in your knowledge of our God. Because if you don't have that, then you're lost. You have to have a strong biblical foundation. You have to have a strong uh, doctrinal what, foundation to be able to even make decisions when it comes to the truth of God's word. So don't depend on anybody. I'm telling you, take care of your mind. Get the loins of your mind. Make sure that like a farmer, you periodically visit your farm to weed out the unwanted weeds that sprang forth. Go back, sit down, reflect. That's why meditation is important. You turn the word of God in your spirit over and over and over again so your spirit catches it. Until it becomes part of you, you cannot manifest it. Anybody here? So change your philosophy by changing your belief system. And when you change your belief system, your lifestyle will change. It's important that you always make it a conscious effort that once you know that what you're thinking is not helping you, you drop that mindset and replace it with a new philosophy. I used to think that anybody who is not following order, who is not following the right approach to what I think is the norm to be disciplined. I used to think that way. But the more I grew, I realized that people need time to even understand the status quo to follow. So you see, I'll get angry and everybody's wondering why is he angry? Because I think that they should know and they don't know. Anybody still here? Those that are quick-tempered, that's their problem. Because they think that people should know what to do. So once they don't know, somebody will have to bring them to court. So they are the firebrand. The brimstone and fire to bring them under what? Under control. But God doesn't create the world that way. If he gives what power to one person, all of us will be gone. Maturity teaches that be patient with people. Give them time. Tolerate them. Just like you want to be tolerated, tolerate them. Allow them to come apart. Amen? So when I drop that philosophy, that lifestyle change. Anybody here? I'm talking about me. So don't think that everybody should give you what you want from them or what they're demanding. Sometimes they don't know what you want. You think you're explaining well enough, but they don't know. So be patient. Change your mindset. There are two major assets to our mind. Two major assets. As, as a matter of fact, it's our senses. But these are the two major aspects. Your eye gate and your ear gate. What you see affects your mind. What you hear constantly, you tend to believe. Can I say that? 
what you feel. Some of you felt a particular way 20 years ago. And that feeling has informed your mind in a way where you don't know that anytime you have that feeling, that's why you react the way you react. So as a matter of fact, our senses informs our mind of what happens. If you felt very warm in a room and you passed out when you were eight years old, I'm telling you, your mind has installed that information. Every time you go to a, a room with the temperature higher than your normal temperature, you see, the mind will trigger you to what? To become unconscious like you were eight years old. That's what psychologists call trauma. Traumatic experiences are information given to our mind the first time we have The first time. So go back to your memory bank. All the things that gave you wrong information is your responsibility to take care of. There's another subject called paradigms. If you don't shift your paradigms, your life is not going anywhere. Some people, anytime they see opportunity, they back off. You know why? The first opportunity they had, they failed. So they inform their mind that opportunities brings them to failure. Change that mindset. It has nothing to do with prayer and fasting and oil and all that. It has all to do with renewing your mind, Paul told the Romans, you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Romans 12, 2. So don't blame people around you. Don't blame the system. The system has already been established. I'm trying to help you to build a particular lifestyle that will even thrive under even the most wicked and very, very uh, treacherous system. The children of Israel were caught in captivity in Babylon. We know about the three Hebrew boys. That's what I'm teaching you. They fed their minds so much with the knowledge of their God that King Nebuchadnezzar's God could not cause them to bow. Come on, look at the threat. Look at the fear Nebuchadnezzar pulled out there to give everybody the warning that if you don't Bow to my God. If you hear the sound of the trumpet, the cornet, and whatever, whatever. If you don't bow, you go to burn. And you see, when threat is ushered out, that's why you find people who have true philosophy about their life. Are you going to run away from church because they said what? Church is a scam? Are you going to leave Jesus because they said Jesus is a figment of people's imagination? See, right now, that's the message that's going on. And most believers are falling away because of this. They're changing their philosophy based on their feelings. They're changing their philosophy based on, based on what somebody else is saying. But you see, if you're engrafted in, you cannot be brought out. If Christ is in you, nobody can pluck you out of his hands. So go back. If you didn't accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I'm telling you the simplest way you can live a Christ-like life without struggle. Without struggle because you burned your life to suit his philosophies. And when his philosophies become your philosophies, his word says that you burning is light and his joke will be easy. Listen to me. There's a burden in this world you don't want to be under. There's a yoke in this world you don't want to be under. But when you are under the yoke of Christ, that burden will be light. The yoke will be easy. What 
the world will call a struggle, you call it a walk in the park. Why? You know why? Because it's already been ahead of you to win the victory. And it's not made you just a conqueror. You're more than conqueror. You are a champion, not a challenger. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish with this point. Since the ear gate and the eye gate is what feeds our mind, Jesus said in Mark 4, 24, right now, it says that what? Get, sorry, it says take heed what you hear. Take heed. Be careful what goes into your mind. That's why I don't like people who gossip. I didn't say I don't love them. I love them, but I don't like them. Because a gossip can make a saint become a sinner overnight. Yes. How many of you have heard something about somebody you respected so much, and then all of a sudden you don't want to deal with the person anymore because of what you heard? And then you lived up there a while and realized that what they told you about the person was untrue. That's what uh, damage the gossip can do to a person. And you wonder that when people become born again, that's the first demon they should kill. No. Because they are not renewed in their thinking. They transfer that same attitude into the house of God. There's a lot more gossip in the house of God than outside. Because people think that there should be a particular way a church should run, a particular way a pastor should live, a particular way church people should live. A particular way that ushers will live. Oh, choristers don't even know how to hit the note. A particular way a choristers should live. And guess what? These are the same people. They might be in the church and not lift a finger. Stop gossiping about God's people. The Bible says that touch not my anointed. It's not only for the apostle, bishop, as the sense. It's an anointed child of God. You're wondering why your life is confused? Why you're always taking steps forward and steps backwards is because your your mouth doesn't say right things. Because you see, what you hear and what you see forms your belief and your mouth establishes it. Show me somebody who is always gospel and show you somebody who's not satisfied with their life. Show me somebody who is always busy about people's life and I'll show you somebody who is not busy about their own life. Because when you're busy about your life, somebody's life does not concern you. Are you here, somebody? So take care of your mind. It's not everything you have to talk about. Some of the things, just let it go and let God handle it. I've been married that long that I understand how this works. You know how sometimes you want to correct your spouse at the scale of their but sometimes just let it go. Pray about it. Let God handle it. You see that the thing you want to correct them about, they come back to do it the same way. See, there's peace that way than always telling people what to do. Oh, give yourself time. That will work. Give yourself time. You can't control people. Learn to control you. Put your hand on your chest. Say, the only person I can control, the only person I can control is myself. So if you type saying the same thing over and over again, commit it in the hands of the Lord. The Bible says that the hand of the king is in God's hands. He directs it the way it should go. Because trying to let it happen at all costs creates what you call a confrontation. And confrontation will always bring what? Fight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So learn to pray about it. Say once, two, three times if possible, and let it go. Because if somebody will change, 
they will change without your effort. They will change because they're convinced what they're doing is not bringing the desired soul. And let me tell you something. They say, and I don't know who said it, but I'm going to quote it. It says this, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, desiring a different result. What result do you want this year? I have anointing oil, but I won't pour it on your head. This is what I'm giving to you. Take care of your mind. And make sure that you focus. Philippians gives us the antidote. Philippians 4. Can we read that? Philippians 4, 8. That's going to be our last question. It says, if there is anything you want to think about, think on these things. Like you go to the doctor and he gives you a prescription. You ought to take the prescription and refill them and take them to get healed or just get the symptoms and walk around in pain. Anybody here? The church has become a need-oriented center. They're pacifying everybody. Oh, you're okay. Let's hear by this time. And this year they come the same way over and over without any proper direction. I'm giving you directions. This is proper direction. In our local language, they call it aquatre. I'm giving you aquatre. If there's anything you need, look at Philippians. You ready to read the man of God for us? Read it a little loud, okay? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, Anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, think about such things. Direct your thought towards these things. Things that are what? Good. Help me out. Things that are true. Things that are pure. Things that are no. Gossip is not. See, when you lie on, then you understand what I'm saying. It's so painful. When people have said things about you, and your head is said that about you. And you don't have the right to defend yourself. It's so painful. It's so, so painful. So those of you who say things you don't know, those of you who have access to social media, and all you do is to spread negativity around, I want to give you a very good advice. You're sowing into your future. And trust me, these things will come back to hurt you. If it doesn't hurt you, it will hurt your children Long you're gone, the Bible says, to a third and a fourth generation. That's not what you want for your prosperity. You want a good life. You want a great legacy. Well, when people walk into your family, they're looking at the people who have what great understanding of how life works. Take care of your mind. Don't allow the weeds to overgrow the seeds you're sowing. Take care of your mind. God bless you. This is Wisdom Connection. If we should meet again next week, I want to encourage you to embark on your prayer and your fasting. If you fasting, don't just give your life to chance. Direct your prayers. Read the Word of God to feed your spirit. Because prayer and fasting is what helps us build our spirit mind and help us renew our thinking so that we will think not like the world thinks, but we will think as God thinks. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.